Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. In regards to that, he answered some questions for me, uh, or really the Holy Spirit did. And what he said is that there's times that when you're full or just full of the Spirit of God, just purposing to stay in tune with God, that you position yourself to know things, understand things, because that's who the Holy Spirit is, right? Obviously, if you're connected to the source, in fact, we could put it this way, uh, For those of you that can remember back in the day, some of you might not even be old enough to remember this, but years ago, when it came to your radio, there was a dial and you had to tune it in. And and you saw the little arm go across the dial of the face of the radio, and you said, well, I want to get here, but you started to tune it and it would get close, but it would still get fuzzy. But as soon as you dialed it in and it hit that mark, all of a sudden the clarity came through the radio because you dialed it in. And you could hear and you could receive what it was that you were designed to hear. Well, the same thing is applicable to God. When we stay full, what we're doing is actually saying you're dialed in to where you're able to hear God, get direction from heaven, and therefore things become more clear as a result of being full. And so, like I said, it really kind of answers some questions for myself because there's things that I've asked God about in the in just years past. And he said, well, because of this or because of that, it was a, it was a condition of how full you were or you know things that you would think man any normal person would give up any normal person would would throw in the towel any normal person just lay down and 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 cry because of the circumstance and god said the reason that you didn't do that was because you were full and so again it just answered a lot of questions for me and so i just want to kind of piggyback on some things that he uh shared with us concerning being full and so if you will go ahead and open up your bibles to acts we're going to get there in just a moment but just as I began to prepare for the message here, uh, I believe the Lord gave me an example that I hope will help paint a picture as to what we're talking about. And one of the things that uh, it's important for us to really understand or realize is that when it comes to this life in which we're living, really this life is really a spiritual life, but we happen to have a natural existence during this front side of our life. Does that make sense? I mean, the only reason that you're living on this earth or that you have the ability to take residence on this earth is because you have an earth suit. It's this physical body. But the real you is spiritual, right? The real you on the inside is going to live forever. You have an eternal existence in this earth. It's just a matter of the time that you have been able to inhabit this physical earth suit, right? And so this is kind of the picture that the Lord uh, uh, gave me. And that this life, this spiritual life, if you will, is like this train track that we're on. And this train track leads into eternity. And for those of us that didn't know Christ, this, this railroad track led us into the eternity of separation from God. Phys- or a spiritual death, if you will. But there came a point in the time where we said, Jesus forgive me, come into my heart. And then all of a sudden that little flapper on the on the rails switched over 
and it caused you to switch tracks. Now, this track is running parallel with the track that you just got off of. But it's still running into eternity. You just changed from a track that was leading to hell over into a track that was going into eternal life. Right? And the decision that switched the tracks for you was the decision to receive Christ or receive salvation in your life. Right? But once again, this track that leads to eternal death or separation from God and this track that leads to eternal life run parallel with one another. Now... Now that we've received Christ and we're on this track that's leading to life, there are still two rails that we're riding on. One rail is the natural man. The other rail is the spiritual man. Right? Now, for some of us, when we receive Christ, man, we're so excited to know Jesus. And it's just like, wow. God is so good, and we're so hungry. We come to church, and you actually like your pastor during that time. And and you're just like, man, I can't get enough of this church and the Bible and pastor, and he's the best preacher in the world. And so at this point in time, you're on this rail over here, and you're really just kind of riding on that rail, and everything seems fresh and alive because you're really focused in and dialed in, spiritually speaking. But isn't it interesting that as we start walking on this life or living this life as a Christian, we get off the one rail and sometimes we step back over onto the other rail. And so we're teetering back and forth. Spiritual life, natural life. Spiritual life, natural life. And this natural life is right next to the rail that we just got off of that led to eternal death. Right? Separation from God. That was before Christ. And sometimes we just decide to get right on this rail altogether. And then we're just living life in the flesh. And it's like, dear God, it just seems like life is hard. Life, you know, I hear pastor talking about how good things are with God. And we see those people over on the other rail. They're running parallel with us. And we're thinking, man, everything is great for them. How come life doesn't seem that way for me? They're blessed on that side. They're enjoying church. They're enjoying the praise and worship. I mean, they just enjoy this life walking with God. But here I am on this side, and it's like, God, why are you not doing that for me? Well, because this rail is right next to the rail that you got off of just a little bit ago. And uh, Todd White, somebody had shared his testimony with me. And he said he was having a conversation one time. And I can't remember if he was having a conversation with, with God or if he was having it with the enemy or with Satan. But I think it was with the devil. I believe it was. And so he was actually sitting on the fence. And the devil came up and asked him and says, what are you doing on the fence? He says, well, what do you mean? And Satan said to him, everything from the fence this way is mine. And so in other words, what he's saying, you're, you're walking in my territory. You're walking on my side of the fence. In fact, if you're on the fence, you're still subject to me. What's God wanting us to do? This life of walking with God, of being full, is not this teetering back and forth from flesh to spirit man, flesh to spirit man, and we're getting knocked around. In fact, have you ever went to Huckleberry Railroad? Anybody been there and rode the train? And you've gone through certain parts of the train track, and it gets kind of bouncy, and it gets going like this, back and forth. It's teetering back and forth. Why? Because it's unsettled. It's not smooth. But if we would learn to step over onto the side of just walking with God, 
everything in the natural side of life would just line up. But oftentimes what we're ending up doing is living life from the natural side of life and wanting the spiritual side to line up and fall into place. Does that make sense? All right, so with that being said, in fact, I had to turn to Acts. Turn to Galatians chapter 5, if you will. Galatians, hold your place there in Acts chapter 6. But go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, and actually verse 16. Now, we're going to come back to this place in Galatians chapter 5, but I just want to begin to share this particular verse because it kind of bears reference to what I was just talking about. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk, or ride the rail, if you will. Walk in the Spirit, or walk with God. And if you're in tune walking with God, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How many of you notice that your flesh has a big appetite? Sure it does. How many of you notice that your flesh has a very loud voice from time to time? Sure it does. How many of you have ever noticed that when, man, you're just walking tight with God, that voice doesn't seem so strong? Absolutely. And so, again, that's why God's saying, if you'll walk with me, if you'll purpose to stay sensitive with me, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's impossible. Oil and water can't mix. They're constantly separated. And so, once again, if we're walking with God, the flesh doesn't dominate. The flesh doesn't dictate. Our carnal man doesn't lead us around like a puppet. In fact, we tell it what it's going to do, right? All right, so turn back, if you will, to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. And I made reference to or just wanting to piggyback on what Pastor Mark had said concerning being filled. Being filled with the Spirit. So in Acts chapter 6, in fact, I, I just have a couple of references down, and for the sake of time, maybe I'll just read through them so you don't have to necessarily take the time to read, uh, uh, flip through them, but you can write them down. But Acts chapter 6, verse 3 says, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Now, it's going to tell us what the business is in just a moment. But notice what it says. When God is seeking out individuals to do work of ministry, to be a part of the ministry that God has desired, notice what he says. Seek out men, or just men or women, <clears throat> of good reputation. So it's good to have a good reputation. But more importantly, he says, to be full of the Spirit. To be full. And then notice what it says. And wisdom. Well, who is the Holy Spirit? He is our helper, our teacher, our counselor. Proverbs actually tells us that he is wisdom. And so therefore, being full of the Spirit of God, 
begins to help give us wisdom in the affairs of life. He'll give you understanding. He'll give you insight. He'll give you direction beyond your ability. So many times we live this life thinking, God, what do I do? How do I get over the hurdle? What's the next step? And the Holy Spirit's right there saying, I want to give you wisdom. But it's a conditional thing or it's conditioned based upon how full you are. Right? I mean, think about it this way. The, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, that God searches the inward parts of our man. And he says this inward man can be full. Well, if you get full enough, it finally gets to the place where it affects your brain or your mind, right? When it's not full, you're, you're functioning out of your own natural mind. How come it's not working? How come I can't figure it out? God, it don't make sense. But once you get to a place of being full, it rewires your thinking. Why? Because now you're able to have the wisdom of God orchestrating and directing and helping rather than just your natural man. Amen? All right, then it goes on to say here in Acts chapter 6, verse 5. Continue when he's talking about assigning ministry. Find men that are full of the Holy Spirit, that have wisdom. Verse 5 says, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and so they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. So notice what being full of the Holy Spirit does. Not only does it help you have wisdom, being full helps you become full of faith. Right? Come on, you can't trust God on a half-empty heart. Why? Because a half-empty heart is one that's on the rail of walking with God, and the other half is walking in the natural man. And the natural man will have a very loud voice and want to crowd out any faith that you have. But when you're full, you're over here on the rail that's just simply walking with God. The natural man, the natural things of life might creep up and try to begin to try to influence. But, well, no, I'm full. I'm full, so I got faith. I know exactly what I need to do. I trust God because I'm full of faith. Are you seeing the connection? Wisdom, faith comes along with being full of the Spirit. Acts chapter 7, verse 55. Acts 7, verse 55, it says, But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed... Now, this is speaking of Stephen just a few few chapters later. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing there at the hand of God or at the right hand of the Father. So notice what being full does. It changes what you see. How many of you have seen Jesus standing with God in heaven? Anybody ever seen that, naturally speaking? No, as far as all as I can see is the roof or the ceiling in this building right now. Why? Because it's natural. But the Bible says that being full of the Holy Spirit, it changes my gaze, and therefore I'm not necessarily just seeing natural circumstances. It gives me the ability to see the glory of God and God moving. So again, naturally speaking, if I'm living on this natural rail of life, and that's how I'm walking, being carnal, being influenced, chasing after the things of the natural man, then all I'll see is the natural things of life. 
And how many of you know that the natural things of life have a way of building up big mountains in your life that seem impossible? How are we going to ever get out of that one? How are we going to pay down that debt? How am I ever going to get healthy and whole? How is the marriage ever going to get fixed? How are the children ever going to straighten up? How, how, how? Because all we see or the gaze that we have is all naturally based and therefore it seems impossible. But the moment we step over being full, God changes our gaze, changes what we see. And what was impossible now becomes possible because I see him in his glory. And God says he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And therefore, there's no lack. Not struggling here. Yeah, it's still there. But God's the way maker. He'll make a way of escape. He'll fix it. He'll direct me. He'll help me. He'll give me wisdom. Why? Because I'm full. Doesn't that sound like a lot of Christians today? That are, I'm giving most people credit of saying they're half full. I mean, in all reality, we're not even on, on empty. We're running on vapors. Right? I mean, because we're, we're so on the rail of the natural side of life. Chasing after the things of life, all that life has to give. And at best, we got vapors. And every once in a while, a little spurt of hope comes. But listen, if we'll become full, it changes everything. And it's just a matter of a choice, right? In fact, for that matter, I'm talking about these rails that run parallel in the scope of eternity, one that leads to eternal life, one that leads to eternal death, one rail that has a life that's walking with God, the other is a life that we're we're Christians, but we're living life naturally, and that natural life is so close to the life that we once lived. Have you ever started to notice that people, that rather than even teetering on the rail of the carnal side of life and the spiritual side of life, they step over and they're riding on the natural side of life, and they take a step over here on back to the other side. And they start teetering back and forth. Have you ever seen that? And you start teetering back and forth on these two rails and these rails that are running parallel. If you're not careful, it will suck you back off and bring you back over onto this rail where you're just not even walking with God anymore. Right? And you say, well, I can't believe that people would do that. Listen, I went to Bible college with students that that I graduated Bible college with. And I look at their Facebook posts or their pages, and it breaks my heart of the life that they're living. Life of homosexuality, life of just being strung out and addicted. And they went to the same Bible college that I did. Some... One in particular that was an extreme was my best friend in Bible school. I'm thinking, how did you get derailed? Well, somewhere along the line, he got from a place of not even not being full, but living this life of the natural carnal life, and then just getting sucked back in. Are you here tonight? Amen. Acts chapter eleven. Acts chapter 11, verse 24. As I said, when you're full, it changes what you see. 
When you're full, it changes what you see. Now, again, I'm just being transparent as a pastor. But there's been times where as a pastor, you're not as full as you ought to be. And so you come to church and you're thinking, really? Well, I just don't know if there's any hope. <laughs> it's as good as it's going to get. And then there's other times that you're full and you see beyond the natural side of life or what you naturally see and say, we can do this. We've got great people. We can change this city. We can grow. We can expand. And it's really just a matter of being full. I, as a pastor, have that same opportunity. Amen. Now, now, now as a pastor, here, here's where a big struggle is. Here, here's a big challenge with me. You know, you realize you're pastoring people that there are those that are hungry for God. There are those that are hungry but still kind of teeter back and forth in the carnal side of life. And so as a pastor, you're trying to pastor people spiritually and get them over on this rail. But then you have just segments within your church where they're, they're, they're being pastored by other people. And they're being pastored in the natural carnal side of life while you're saying, hey, let me help pastor you here on the spiritual side of life. And there's a conflict even within church. Sometimes I think people in the church pastor better than I do. Just leave another way. Anyways. All right. Praise the Lord. So Acts chapter, what do we say? Acts chapter what? 11. Acts chapter 11, verse 24. It says, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Did you notice that being full allows you to be a conduit to build the body of Christ? How many people do you know that are living, again, they go to church occasionally. They, they're Christians. They're going to heaven. They're on the rails that are leading to eternal life. But they live the life on the carnal side of life. And you begin to say, well, do you really have the ability to influence people for the kingdom of God? What does the life represent? What does it look like? What is the example? Do people want what you have in your relationship with God? Are you drawing them off the rails of the natural carnal side of life to say, I want to follow the Jesus that you have? Being full, the Bible says, the church is added to. Now, I, again, this is just rubber meeting the road, right? You're, you're, you're the people that come out on Wednesday night just wanting more of God. So I believe that I can talk a little more directly to you. I wouldn't may, maybe say some of these things on a Sunday morning. But you're people that say, I want to grow in God. But here's the question that I have for you. When's the last time that you led somebody to Jesus? When's the last time that somebody came into the kingdom because of you? If you're saying, I don't know when the last time was, then I question how full are you? Because being full, there is a byproduct of fruit where people just are naturally drawn and desire what we have. Not only that, there's something. In fact, Jacqueline, she's a mother of a year old. 
or just under a year, right? Man, she's just a beaming mom. And so if you happen to look up her face Facebook profile, you know what you're going to see a lot of? A little baby. Why? Because that's just a passion of her heart, right? I was talking to Jordan today when he came in earlier, and he was just saying, that little boy has changed my perspective of life. I see things. I said things and thought things before, but boy, that little boy has changed my life. Well, he's full of Malachi. She's full of Malachi, right? Are you seeing the example? And so there is, she don't even have to tell you per se, hey, by the way, I've got a baby. You know, would you like to see him? No, there's this, she carries it. You know what I mean? They carry it as parents. You know, there's just something about it. And so what I'm saying about that is, is when we're full of Jesus, we don't have to be the Bible thumper like, you know, the Jehovah Witness, feeling like we got to go always knocking on doors. I mean, if God leads you and prompts you to do, do so, great. But there's something about us of being full that people are added to the body of Christ just simply because we are full of the love of God. And so, again, our relationship with God. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> yeah, you, there you go. So being full begins to produce something in our lives. If we're full, moms and dads, our children have different personas about them. I said if we're full. And I'll leave that one alone because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Woo! Praise the Lord. All right, so Acts chapter 4. Go back there, if you will. Acts chapter 4. What's this thing of being full? It's stirring up. Our relationship with God. Keeping it alive. Being intentional. Having a relationship with God that is, for the lack of a better word, that's on fire. Where we're just so passionately in love with God. It's really easy. God never made it difficult to have this real, tangible experiential relationship with him it's just a matter of putting forth the effort because God says if you'll draw near to me I'll draw near to you it didn't say if you beg squall and ball if you fast for three days if you have sackcloth and ashes if you beat yourself no he just says if you draw near to me I'll draw near to you so what's that look like well, it wasn't that easy. And God says, oh, I'm going to take a step towards you. If I'm in my day and I'm just purposing to stay stirred up, I'm purposing to stay full. In fact, for that matter, I've got a pool. And the pool is full, right? But just by natural means, water evaporates. 
it dissipates. And little by little, it starts to lose its water. And so from time to time, I'll have to put more in. But it's just a subtle thing. The same thing is applicable in our relationship with God. If we'll just purpose to, little by little, add to or keep it stirred up, you'll keep it full. See, again, my pool doesn't empty out the whole thing, all 30,000 gallons at one time. It's just a little bit at a time where it starts to leak. It starts to deplenish itself. So I don't have to put huge amounts of water in. I just got to bring it up a little bit. In our relationship with God, all I have to do is just stir it up a little bit at a time. And I keep myself full. Driving down the road. Thank you, Lord. God, I just praise you. What am I doing? I'm keeping my attention on Him. I'm stirring myself up. I mean, there's been times where I've been in the store walking through Walmart. It's been some time ago now that I think about it. But I was walking through the store, and I was just talking to the Lord. And and so as I'm walking down the aisle, I'm just... <laughs> and my wife says, stop that. I'm like, stop what? She goes, I said, I'm just talking to the Lord. She goes, yeah, but you look like a nut. <laughs> so you can be discreet, but what, what was I doing? I was just purposing to talk to God. God, thank you. God, I just praise you. Amen. Stirring it up. Keeping your awareness of Him. And so as we see here in Acts chapter 4, verse 29, it begins, it says, Now, Lord, look at their threats. If you remember, this is when James and Peter were in prison. They were preaching about Jesus. They were put into prison, but then they couldn't find anything to charge them with, so they let them go. Verse 27 says, Now, the Lord, once they went back to their own company, they started to pray. Now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and signs and wonders and that they, that they may be done through the, through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the word of God with boldness. And again, they just magnify the Lord. Now, the translation of that is be being filled. Well, I thought Peter was filled on the day of Pentecost, two chapters before. But now, in Acts chapter 4, he's being filled again. Well, how can you be filled twice, and what's the purpose of it? You leak. It dissipates. you got to add to, stir it up, keeping yourself full. Does, does that mean that the Holy Spirit leaves you? No, I'm talking about staying full. Full of the awareness of Him. Full of His presence on the inside of you. So that, again, you're not just necessarily living the natural side of life. Once again, you can live the natural side of life all your Christian life and be full of the Holy Spirit, but not have an interaction with Him. I'm talking about being full of Him to where there is a cooperation and a working and an awareness of who He is. And when you do that and live that way, you begin to have wisdom. You begin to see things differently. Your faith grows. The Word of God takes on whole new meaning because all of a sudden it's alive to you. You'll find that people are drawn to you, that the kingdom of God is growing. Now, again, I I know that people would like to say, well, Pastor, 
you know, if, if you were a better preacher, this, this place would be packed out. Well, pastor, it's your job to, to grow the church. No, it is not my job to grow the church. My job is to grow you and you grow the church. So once again, if you want to cast stones, then start throwing them in your own house, okay? Because once again, it's reflective of how full we are. Because if we're really full, there's just a natural process. Man, things, people are drawn to us. And we begin to build the kingdom of God. I want to stay full. That's what Wednesday nights are about. Helping us maintain the fullness. I don't know if you've noticed this. But with Jacqueline and Jordan... Especially Jacqueline. She's the spiritual one of the two of them. I'm playing. But if you've noticed something different about their leading us in worship, it's been different. It's been better. There's something that's changed. Well, when you talk with Jacqueline, one of the things that she said is that I'm just purposing to really have focused time going and spending time with God. And she says, out of that time with God, God's birthing things in me, and it's showing up on, or, or, on the worship, especially on Wednesday nights. Well, what happens? Once again, being full, it shows up. You can't help it, right? Just like being full of the natural man shows up. Not talking about Jordan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And so I want to be full. I want to be full. If anything else, I just want to be full so that I know that I'm walking with God. In fact, I'll say this just as the last thing I'll say. We think... That this transition from this natural life into eternity is going to be this major difference. And for some, it will be. But if we're full, walking with God, walking this natural life and experiencing it with Him, when we step over, we're going to say, it was just like home. It's just so much better. But I've experienced this over there. I, I knew God like this over there. The clarity of God's voice over here was just like it was over there. The glory that I experienced on this side, man, I experienced this stuff over there. Why? Because it's being full. You tracking with me? Come on. There's no... Sickness and disease on this side. It's just that close. We can still walk in it. Why? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh man, it's hard on this, this earth. You know, I just guess God wanted me to be poor. Well man, if thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven... What a bummer to know that I had to live in a cardboard box here, but I got a mansion over there. Oh, 
mean God wants me to live maybe better here. Maybe my expectations can be a little bit bigger here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, when you walk with God, your gaze changes. Are you here tonight? Come on. Come on. Think about that. When you're walking with God at how good He is, how good of a Father He is, your expectation for yourself goes through the roof. Think, well, you're just living high on the hog. Oh, you just want so much for yourself. You just think that, you know, you're a preacher and you should just live. No, listen, I'm a child of God. And he says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, there's natural expectations that I am almost 50 years old. With my mom and dad, with my father, there are still expectations that I have from dad. Meaning that because he's dad, I just know, hey, Dad, it's kind of like you'd revert back to being a little kid again. Hey, Dad, can I borrow or can I have or can I, right? Well, why do I do that? Because that's Dad. And I have an expectation because that's Dad. My Heavenly Father is so much more than my natural father. Well, if that's, if I can do that with my natural dad, once I start walking with my Heavenly Father that way, Oh, God, my gaze has gotten bigger. And I'm expecting more. I'm believing more. My faith has grown. Why? Because you're a big God. Man, I was settling down here. But you said, bring it up here. Oh, if I could just make a job for 12 bucks an hour. God says, well, why not 22 bucks an hour? Why not 30 bucks an hour? Well, I don't have a college education. The Bible never said you had to have a college education. It says that your God supplies your, your needs. Well, I like to have benefits. Okay. If you're not asking, you're not receiving. But can I believe God for that? Hey, listen. God wants to take care of me. But being full changes my perspective Changes my expectations. Changes my faith. Changes my influence. Amen? Come on, let's stand. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Well, thank you for your two that came. I appreciate you. You seem like, you you know, you said you'd... I mean, there's a... <laughs> I'm just messing with you. They were the only two that said amen. Praise the Lord. So, yeah. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this group that's here tonight. God, I pray that you would continue to stir their hearts, arrest our attention. Lord, I pray right now that every single person at Genesee Valley Church, that God, they are being stirred in their heart to live life to the full with you. God, you do not want any half-in believers. You do not want any riding-the-fence believers. You want us all in. God, I pray that you would continue to stir our hearts, that we would finally surrender ourselves and say, God, I'm going to stop chasing my tail, chasing the things that tickle my flesh, and I'm going to serve you with everything in me.
walking and being full of the Spirit. So, God, I thank you that we can arrive to that place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life